Welcome everyone to the new episode of the Monaco podcast. Today we have two guests, Alex and Adam. These guys are from a project called Camilabs and we're looking forward to see what they have to say today. So welcome Alex and Adam. Hey, hey, <laughs> welcome to the show. Um, yeah, my name is Alex. Uh, I've been uh, into VFX and uh, 3D for the last couple of uh, years and um, yeah, I'm a regular interdisciplinary designer. Um, yeah, that's about me. Awesome, awesome. And Adam, we know you, guy. It's a pleasure to be back, even so soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the community knows who I am. But today, we're not we're not here to focus on um, anything other than Kami and what we're what we're trying to bring to the IOTA ecosystem. So, yeah, it's. It's always good to have a chat, Thomas. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, today is going to be a great one. Uh, very exciting topics. Uh, we've got a few of them, and uh, let's just dive into it. So, we kick off with Camelabs, right? Um, just, could you explain uh, in a simple term what it is? Alex, do you want to go with this? Yeah, sure. So, um, Camelabs is, is basically like the umbrella uh, for a few projects that, that we are kicking off. Um, being named uh, Folks uh, Inspired and Elisi. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. It's an umbrella um, where we are um, bringing on the projects that, yeah, we found out that we need to build in terms of, of getting everything off the ground. Mm. Yeah, basically. And I, I think it's really cool to focus on um, what Cami Labs is all about because an umbrella could be so broad but we're we're purely focusing on on gaming and web3 um technologies so it's it's integrating our passion for for the gaming world um and how we can kind of bring that uh to a decentralized sort of um situation and that that's kind of what we're we're focusing on with things like fox and and elisi so yeah it's it's primarily about playing games <laughs> decentralized like awesome awesome so so it is it's pretty similar to to the other project like tango labs it's it's the, it's the umbrella of all the projects underneath um so we have two um two projects beneath Camelabs labs that we would like to talk about today and we can kick off with inspired Inspired. Oh, okay, I'll I'll take this. Um, so, Inspired is an NFT marketplace, but it's not it's not your everyday NFT marketplace. It's it's focused as a multi-chain NFT marketplace. So, with everything that we're doing, like Folks or Elisi, where we're we're trying to bring different communities together from different ecosystems, whether it's Solana or Tezos or Cardano or IOTA, it all relies on this foundation of an interoperable NFT marketplace. So we we can't make Fault or Elisi work without this NFT marketplace. So we had to build this as the foundation of all of the other projects that we're doing. Um, and yeah, it's... Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be insane. Like we we we're hoping to launch it at some point um, towards Shimmer, um, but we're focusing on on these decentralized um, smart contract systems, building bridges, and eventually turning it into something that is community oriented DAO governance system. Um, and as with all of the other projects that we work on, um, we will be open sourcing certain tools and stuff for the community so that they can really engage in the NFT space. Um, that's kind of like the high level. Um, Alex, have you got anything to say? Yeah, I mean, may maybe in respect to uh, to what you said, like building building bridges, um, that, that's exactly what, what was like the, the core um, idea behind Inspired. Um, 
just bringing on not just one ecosystem, but but rather the best case many, if not all, uh, to the table and make them join as as one community um, in an NFT marketplace, um, and that with the underlying protocol that allows for that and being being uh, fearless and as accessible as possible uh, when it comes to um, also costs in, in doing NFTs and, and yeah, making this work. So like, so like this is where if, if I decided to release an NFT, I can uh, launch it on Inspired and people from other communities, because you got like bridges from to Cardano and Solana, they would be able to, to get in on this uh, from their uh, like community instead of coming into the IOT community and have to go with like tunnel vision if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's exactly uh, what we are envisioning for for Inspired to be like the, the end product. Um, but for, for, for the beginnings, um, we're at the moment concentrating on, on getting wallet integrations done so that we're bringing on different protocols yet separated for, for the beginnings because yeah, it's actually um, building bridges is not as easy as it sounds. So uh, we're on it. Um, um, we're making good progress on that, but, um, yeah, it's not to be there, uh, when, when inspired will launch, um, it's something that that's going to come later, but yeah, in essence, it, it won't matter at some point in time, uh, which protocol you use. Um, yeah. And, and with, with IOTA in the back, we, we can also aim for making it as cheap as possible, like bringing the, the, the fees of networks down um through assembly and stuff yeah so you, you kind of just answered the next question i had for it because why would people use this compared to anything else that's on the market today but i guess it's because uh, scalability uh trust fees all that yeah i think um when people see um the power of a multi-chain nft marketplace because people are starting to build them already um, but they don't have the underlying technology of IOTA. So you, you're still reliant on a certain network's fee system or gas system. And we, I mean, we all know what OpenSea and rare, Rarity are like. Uh, you, you go, you try and buy an NFT. Your NFT is $15 and you're paying 120 gas fee. Like, like yeah. what, what, what the hell is that all about? Um, so, yeah. Um, what we're doing in the initial stages is as as alex said it it's creating wallet integrations so people can see it as a multi-chain nft marketplace people from solana can come and buy solana nfts people from nami can come and pay nami buy a nam uh cardano nfts and stuff like that um and then as these bridges are being built um for example, you've already heard talk about, about the Tangle Bridge in, in your last episode with um, Dr. Tangle. Mm. Um, we, as a community, we're, we're all talking to each other. We're all, I mean, these bridges affect all of the large projects in the ecosystem and they affect the small projects in the ecosystem as well. Um, so we're all working together to try and find the best solution for us all to to create these bridges together because there's no point us all building like an ethereum bridge uh like six ethereum, ethereum bridges, bridges means six, six wrapped, wrapped ethereum tokens it's just a joke it's going to be a mess so working together on these bridges is is super crucial and it's amazing because the iota developer community is really passionate about supporting the ecosystem together and and that's something that we love about this community is everybody wants to work together and by working together we're stronger and when we're stronger it, well yeah i mean with with iota technology underpinning everything with bridges from other ecosystems being able to trade fearlessly on this network there is going to be nothing that can compete with that I mean, imagine buying, say, a CryptoPunk without having to pay a fee. Mm. Like it's, I mean, you buy it. Let, 
I think I think the floor for CryptoPunks is probably about it's in the millions now, isn't it? Or or hundreds of millions, uh, hundreds of thousands at least. Um, and there's always a percentage fee. There's always this gas fee. There's there's always this. There's always that. Here, feelers trade. There you go. Done. Yeah. And I can Can't imagine get that anywhere else. Seriously. I can imagine like and that now. that's not just for our marketplace though. That's for for all the other NFT marketplaces as well. Mm. Like I can I can imagine that now when NFTs are such a fast growing uh, ecosystem, uh, along with a lot of different things, like now fees actually start to matter quite a lot more than it used to be, because now it's a lot of people have to pay a lot of unnecessary money just to get in on something and i think it's annoying people more now than ever yeah, yeah i think i think alex can probably talk about this because the functionality of the marketplace is amazing that the way the team have have designed the the user interface and stuff so yeah <laughs> go for it <laughs> yeah i mean i mean uh actually just a note to, to the gas fees it's it's also on a daily basis that like Ethereum transactions don't go through because they run out of gas, etc. stuff. So uh, we can also prevent that from from uh, experience uh, for the users to to make that even better and less frustrating. So uh, I'm pretty curious that uh, or to see that flood of uh, members coming in um, mm -hmm. and joining Inspired just for the reason of that because we won't have that if <laughs> if we eliminate fees and and we can go fee less. Then um, yeah, there's no frustration going on with with fees and and not running your transaction flow and stuff um yeah but but adding to the to the experience uh, of of using inspired we just um focused on getting an as flawless as possible um flow for for the users it's going to be uh super easy to uh to connect to your wallets it's going to be um super easy to to get your nfts uh sold and and buy them so um yeah, we took great care of, of researching what, what actually goes wrong in, in other NFT markets and uh, with, with our um, talents in, in UX and uh, the protocol features that, that are coming. Um, I think we, we built something that is, that is totally on a different level of, of user experience and, and yeah, it, it's, it's a totally different <laughs> user experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, th I think one thing as well that I really love about the design and, and the user flow that the, that the team has created is the creator side of things. It is so accessible to create your own NFTs with this collect, uh, with this, this application. You, you can just register your wallet, like log in with your wallet, create your NFT. And there you go. You've created an NFT. It's that simple. You you type in the metadata, you upload the image, it's pinned to IPFS and it's minted there and then. And then you can sell it on the market or you can auction it um, or you can just transfer it to, to a friend or, or, or give it as a present or whatever. But you can't just do that for singles. You can, you can create collections as well. So it's, it's kind of like this this launch pad as well for, for nft projects so they can come to a trusted space and yeah they can they they can just get their art out into the world yeah. it so also must be as easy as just uploading a picture to facebook more or less yeah it will be it will be and awesome. just adding to, to this accessibility um where it all leads to um is that we we got or my my network in in 3d artists and stuff is like super big and, and uh, they all started NFTs back last year and they they ended it uh, pretty quickly when they saw the uh, the footprints that it has on the environment uh, when they saw how how many uh, dollars they have to to pay up front to get their work listed so it's really like this, this barrier of entry is, is super super high for people with uh, with less money or or that that already care about um, not spending $500 to get something listed or minted. And that barrier will be totally banished uh, with, with Inspire. And uh, people will be able to just put their work up for little to no money. And yeah, just having their art out of 
out in the world. And that's like a totally different story. That it's it's super important. Yeah, I think it's, it's this barrier of entry for artists. And I express that word artists because in in the like Ethereum crypto space or even in the Solana, Cardano crypto space, it's all this repetitive collections of just copy and paste Python code to create something regenerative. What we're trying to do is just not not necessarily focus on the crypto NFT space, but focus on the art space, like the real art space in the world, like real world. So art, 3D assets, games, videos, music, charities, all of this sort of like area where they they have this barrier to entry, like charities have tried to do drops and they end up spending much, so much money on the entry that, that the donations are, are negligible. Mm. Um, and it's the same with music. The, the understanding um, of copyright laws and IP and um, performing rights and all of this, like we're trying to integrate all of this legality into these um, smart contracts that create the NFTs. So when an artist puts their music up, they can either sell it just for personal use, sell it for commercial use, sell it for use on TV and video, or sell it for, for use in, in cinematic um, representation. Like there's so many different areas, but because we have this understanding of the industries, of the art spaces, of this, we can provide this like it's not really been provided before. So it's going to be interesting to see the feedback we get um, when we launch, mm. um, especially when it comes to like trying to get the NFT marketplace away from this repetitive grind of 10,000 NFTs. Thank you. 10,000 NFTs. Thank you. Mm. Um, I don't know how many Doge ones I can see anymore. <laughs> There's just too many. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it really is exciting to see this and, and it all makes sense. Um, you guys are doing so much like quality work and uh, just as soon as you go into the to the website, just impressive from the start. Well, that's down to Alex and the team that is they design us. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you uh, very much. Uh, we're, we're pushing very hard to, to keep that bar up high because uh, yeah, in the end, mm -hmm. We want to have quality art on there, so um, it should be uh, should be well presented uh, as as in in the, the best quality possible. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you mentioned also that you're waiting for Shimmer for this to be uh, to be launched. Um, so so this will be on top of Shimmer, uh, but you also mentioned something about Assembly. Could you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. So naturally, with with everything in this space, things need to be tested. Yeah. Um, so assembly is obviously going to be the backbone of the decentralization of the IOTA ecosystem because it is a permissionless smart, smart chain, a smart contract network, um, on top of the IOTA network. So this permi permissionless smart contract system is, it's necessary for every project to create this decentralized system. Um, but at the same time, it's software. We, it's, it's development. We we all need to test this shit. So, yeah, we're naturally going to try and launch um, with Shimmer. Um, all the other networks, like we've integrated MetaMask, we've integrated Nami. Um, we're in the process of integrating Phantom for, for Solana. Um, we're in the process of integrating Temple for Tezos. Um, and also we're looking at, at Ronin for um axis infinity actually um so we, we we're trying to create this this mvp shall we say where people can just get used to oh that that nfts from from ethereum that nfts from solana but they're in the same marketplace this is new um so so we're just trying to trying to test and create this environment because all of the other networks their nft systems are uh, are up and running um lots of them have major issues um but in the iota ecosystem 
we're kind of confident that these issues aren't going to exist. Like, you're not going to get the blockers that you get on Solana when, <laughs> like, three three um, three NFTs just crashes the entire network, um, or on say, for example, Ethereum, where where you've got these super ridiculous gas prices. Like, when people see how Shimmer works and you, you're minting the NFTs and like, what? you don't have to pay 50 50 dollars or 120 dollars in gas fees how does that work hmm. so it, it's it's kind of like when you go to mint an nft on OpenSea, for example you only have the ethereum option you have to pay that gas fee when you mint an nft on inspired you can mint it to ethereum if you want but you've got to pay 120 dollar gas fee you can mint it to another network and you've got to pay like a $50 gas fee. Or you could mint it on Shimmer or IOTA in the future and pay nothing. And this is kind of where we're going. Yeah, we're, we're kind of bringing people into the ecosystem without them leaving their own ecosystem. And I think this is going to be really, really important for, for like the adoption side of things when it comes to IOTA. Because people are just going to start minting without even thinking about it. It's like, pay a hundred, free. Pay a hundred, free. Like it, it's just going to get become second nature for people. And it's the same with the bridges. Like when people are transacting, when they're trading, they're just going to bridge across, trade fearlessly, and then take back out if they want to. Like that, that's how it's going to work in the future. And it all starts with something that people can access from their own ecosystem. So this is kind of hopefully the the doorway to IOTA for everybody. Yeah. Really sound it really sounds like it's on the right path and I uh, really agree with the uh like getting people involved in IOTA from their own uh ecosystem. That's really nice. So um have we covered everything about Inspired now, or is there anything missing? I think I think we're good, Alex. Have you yeah, got anything so to add? No, no, no. I think we're good. Awesome. So then, the gaming, folks. What is that? Folks, <laughs> mythica. Um, Alex, you can go because I'm I'm too excited to talk about this at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, um, what is it? Um, Fox Mythica um, started as like um, a simple, a simple idea um, of building up a, a play-to-earn game um, back in the days. Um, but yeah, just after like I think we were a week talking into this, um, the new tokenization white paper came up. So. Um, this changed dramatically the way uh, we thought about Fox Mythica, and we also, um, yeah, it opened opened gates and opportunities we we didn't thought we would be able to to have and go. So um, in the end, Fox Mythica is going to be a game. Like imagine it, like if um, Pokemon, um, Final Fantasy VII, um, Hearthstone. Um, all of them would have a baby together. Um, that's actually what we're going to to, to build um, with Fox Mythica. It's going to be like a very strategic game um, that that is involving bits and pieces of of uh, NFTs and stuff. But but first and foremost, it's just going to be a game that people are hopefully most probably going to be loving and playing all over the world. And it's the most totally collectible mythological combat strategy game ever. You forgot to say that. <laughs> yeah, I was gathering all the words to get them straight out. <laughs> no, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, we like as a team um, at Kami Labs, we're, we're like a six core. Um, we have other developers. We have other um artists asset creators and, and animators and things like that helping us out um at the moment and all of us have like 
we love games. Like I grew up in in the eighties and nineties playing playing Magic the Gathering card game, and when the PlayStation came out, I had Final Fantasy VII. I used to play like Zelda: Link from the Past on on the snares, and um, yeah, and and now you've got like Hearthstone and and things like that that are kind of taking the the card game into the digital space, and and we're all just like we need to put this in one like amazing thing um so so folks folks is what it is and folks mythica is like the mythica is is the introduction to the concept of the game folks so folks is the game mythica is the concept and mythica is basically it's it's about mythology like every every culture uh every community has this sort of history and your, your grandparents tell you stories and, and things like that. Um, but it's slowly creeping into a more modern sort of sort of culture where where even like memes could be could be seen as as future mythology. Um, it's it's crazy how the psychology of, of mythology works um, if you read up on it. But yeah. We're not going to go in <laughs> too too psychologically into into mythology, um, but yeah, the the initial release, the the Genesis collection, the Genesis game um, is going to be set based upon Japanese mythology. Uh, if anybody's seen the website and the character teasers and things like that, you'll understand it's very Japanesey, um, and we're we're just super excited because this game contains everything we love about games um and there's the occasional like nft and tokenomics thing integrated into the game so yeah <laughs> i just realized like it is a game we're talking about the game but there is this kind of web3 like decentralized finance thing included in it could you, could you give an example like how do you get an nft into a game well they to, to take a step back bef before how we get the NFT into the game, um, you have to understand what an NFT is. So an NFT is essentially a token, and that token um, references um, to a file. Um, the file has like a unique ID, so like a CID. Um, and the, there, are, there are two different, usually two different files, so that there is... For example, if we're taking an image or an asset, a 3D asset or something like that, then you have the image file or the asset file. Um, and then there is the metadata file. So the metadata contains all the information about that um, image, which is the token, the NFT. Um, so bringing an NFT into a game is as simple as including, as in, as including the metadata that is required within game in the NFT. So when you connect your wallet to the game, it sees what NFTs you've got. If you have Falk's NFTs and their metadata is there, that just imports into the game. All of the features and stuff um, are implemented within the game um, code. And voila, you've got like this cool little Falk that's running around and killing other folks <laughs> so like uh, instead of logging in uh, like a usual computer game you just connect your like say you connect your metamask wallet and boom you're in with your profile and like you can have your profile is an nft uh his sword is an nft and you can sell this gold sword to another player etc um yeah th that's basically um how it's going to work um although um that there might be, but correct me if I'm wrong, Adam. Um, there, there might be um, digital ID also tied in uh, mm. in terms of uh, profile management and stuff. Yeah, we, we we haven't confirmed that yet, but we, it's something we're working towards. Um, we we're not really gonna say, oh, guaranteed, uh, you're gonna have a DID and verifiable credentials and stuff within within the game. Um, we're clearly focusing on a connect your wallet first approach because. We know how to do that. That works. Um, there's no issues there. Um, also, due to the, the the tokenomics of the well, the new the new tokenomics of the the IOTA ecosystem, we have so much 
scope when it comes to to gaming in comparison to other ecosystems. Um, one of the things that was holding us back in the first few weeks of we want to build a game and we want to build it on IOTA because we love games and we love IOTA um, was, well, you can't, you can't improve the character in any way. You can't improve your folk in any way because an NFT is an NFT. You can't change the NFT. You can have a centralized database and you can store people's experience and tokens and like things like that, but then it's centralized. But with the new tokenomic system, a folk, like you said, Thomas, a folk can own its sword. They can own its armor. They can own special items and crystals and gems and wards and all of these amazing things that will be created in the folks universe. And they're all owned by that one NFT, which is the folk. So you have the ability to upgrade characters as you progress and gain better cards better nfts whatever you can add them to your folks and it, it's just crazy that then you can just go okay i've got a super folk with all of these amazing rare items i can sell it on the marketplace for like whatever you want sort of thing because mm -hmm. nobody else can compete with that that sort of combination um and from another perspective uh as well like this this whole um nft integration within game it, it kind of opens up this i forgot what i was gonna say ah sorry my cat just jumped on me <laughs> <laughs> i literally like was in the middle of like i had this vision and then i was like yeah i need to say this and now I, i've completely forgotten what i was gonna say yeah but, um, but yeah maybe yeah, maybe I can just add to that and, and your thought might might come back. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so so one of the things that, that really frustrated us was um, that um, the the idea to integrate um, a distributed ledger uh, technology into a game was that we all always had to to cut back on uh, on the quality of the game, like game mechanics, um, the game play, the um, the experience of users uh, playing that game. You also you always have to cut cut back on that uh, to get these systems uh, in place and going. And that's what we really, um, yeah, what we missed on on all the other uh, play to earn games. Um, and and we don't want to to be called as a play to earn game uh, anymore. Um, but what what the new tokenization uh, paper allowed us to to create or Actually, we don't have to, to think too much about the tokenomics um, and the tokenization of, of things anymore. And we, we can just straight out concentrate on, on building a game, a game that really behaves and, and works like, like you'd expect a game to be, to make it as uh, playable and lovable as possible. And that's amazing. We, we're just, um, yeah full force on, on, on the game side of things because um, we know that there are no limitations that are now holding us back anymore. That's super cool. Super cool. Um, I had a question because you see like Rockstar, a billion dollar gaming industry uh, that spends billions of dollars to and several years to like create a game. Uh, like how, how are you able to, to keep up with that? Are you able to create an entire game like this? I think there's there's a misconception in in the mainstream of how I, I guess it depends on the game you're building, right? Uh, how much is required? Like we do have a lot to put into this game, like when it comes to asset development, animation vfx sound effects um all of these all of the design um and technical elements like the game mechanics and and things like that are gonna take a lot of time um but we're not building a human realistic open world like console game um which a lot of these major game companies um focus on 
we're we're creating something that's gonna be as good as we can create it um which does everything we want it to do and we're gonna do it to the best of our ability and i mean alex alex and the team can probably comment on this better because i mean i'm i'm just like the kind of visual guy i i like have an idea i talk to people we we discuss it we we see how the technology can can come together uh we see how the game can expand in certain areas and stuff but it it's really alex and and the design team who are who are behind all of that side of things yeah i mean we, we are super lucky that that we have like this very uh diversified um, knowledge and experience in, in uh, the six of us. Um, we got super experienced uh, Unreal Engine devs, um, which which worked on on pretty pretty big uh, real time projects. Um, we also got uh, amazing illustrators um, that are pulling up all the uh, all the artwork. Um, but as Adam said, uh, we we are building like a kind of a of a hybrid game you, you will be uh blown away by uh by the in-game 3d worlds that we are creating um but but we are we're not building a fully 3d um game um it's a combination of of bringing 2d uh to the characters and aspects of the game um and and merge them with some uh, 3d um, environments uh which is kind of interesting um but it also, um, yeah, made us way more efficient in, in pulling things off. So um, we, we created our own style, um, but this also allowed us to to be a little bit more streamlined in getting things uh, done quicker. Hmm. So, so how would you compare uh, folks to to like um, Axis and Infinity? Oh, <laughs> oh, I love that question. Oh, thank you very much for asking that, Thomas. Um, in in all honesty, um, Axie's Infinity is a joke. It's it's not a it's not even a game. It's just a, a graphical user interface for people to farm and, and mine. Um, and people people see it as a game because it's got these pretty little characters that you can send to a little plot and you can fight each other and you can earn something. Um, it's in all honesty it's bullshit like it's not a game um we where we differ is we're not focusing on the token side of things like the token side of things is just going to happen and it's going to be a success because we're focusing on the game when when you look at a game like axie infinity calling it a game right um Axie Infinity has a barrier to entry. You have to spend almost $1,000 just to start playing the game now. And I think they've got probably around about 2.5 million users worldwide. Those 2.5 million users are rich and they're getting richer. And like the richer they get, the more people like play it, then the harder it is to access, which means, oh, I've made enough money, I'm going to sell out and somebody else buys. So the, the future of Axies is less users and mm. the users just like end up in like this kind of bottleneck of oh we can't get any richer and then the whole system's just going to crash whereas we're focusing on game yeah gamers people who want to play what we're creating mm. um when you look at say for example magic the gathering online or hearthstone online you're talking 25 million users. You're talking 100 million users. Like, we, we're not looking to target the crypto market. We're looking to target people who want to play games, who can benefit from playing the game. This is another reason why we've, we've gone for this, like, hybrid access instead of just having, like, a, an original collection of NFTs that you can buy to to play the game. We've also got a free to play element. So so like Magic the Gathering or, or Hearthstone, we have our like fixed collection. So like 270 cards. And when you first play the game, you get given a, a set of cards. You can play the game with that set of cards and you earn more cards. So the joy is <laughs> IOTA allows us to do this. We can we can create nfts for 
pretty much free um and just give them to people so they can play and enjoy the game and experience the, the environment and help us expand the ecosystem just by enjoying what they're playing um yes there will be the the og collections and the the unique nft collections which um early adopters will will get bonus rewards and stuff for but um we're not focusing on that. We're, we're focusing on creating something that everybody can and will want to play. Um, I mean, most big free-to-play um, games, when they launch, they, they will have usually a million users within the first year if they're good enough. And we're expecting to go bigger than that in time, a lot bigger. That's yeah. awesome. You hit it right away. Um, I was just about once more stressing uh, accessibility. And uh, I think there, there's a, like a common sense in, in the projects that, that we're tackling. Um, there's there's so much barrier to entry, uh, being it in, in games or being it in marketplaces. And uh, what IOTA allows us and, and what we uh, what we are working towards is just like bringing bringing this barrier to like zero and just having having the people taking over the, the, the projects instead of uh, having this, this barriers uh, in place that um, people just need to to get over um, if they want to be part of this. And yeah, I think this will will allow the, um, the ecosystem and our projects to to just grow immensely. Yeah. yeah I I think just just quickly following on from that, I, I think with all the other games that are coming up in the crypto community as well, we're focusing on one thing that's different. We're focusing on the game. All of these games that are cropping up are focusing on farming models or mining models or or whatever, and that's not the way to adoption. Yeah, totally agree. If you're creating a game, create something that people want to freaking play seriously mm. like that's all you've got to do and if people want to play it they will play it the ecosystem will explode after that like you don't have to worry about any of the tokenomics any of the nfts any of that bullshit. like if people want to play the game they will and then it will just simply grow organically yeah i i i, I really uh have this uh this meeting in place when we realize that we're going to be free to play and that, that it's going to be a totally different story that we are telling and that we are able to just be game. Yeah. And thank you, IOTA, for the tokenomics. <laughs> because we couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> I'm really happy that you said this, that it, it will be a game focused on the actual game, but there will also be uh, fun things like NFTs that you can uh, make a buck out of. Um, but also, will there be investment opportunities in this flag? Will there be a token or something else you can invest into? Oh yeah, naturally. I mean, it, there there will be there will be two tokens for the game. Um, there will be the fixed um, fixed supply governance token. So the token that basically supports the the main marketplace and will give community. Um, involvement in the in the future of folks um and then there's the in-game token which will be minted and burnt in game which carries utility for for, <clears throat> for things like boosts and like in-game activities um breeding that sort of thing um naturally we're going to include all of the all of the usual game mechanics from stuff like pokemon and and things like that we we've got a lot of inspiration from historical games like for example final fantasy 7 like one of my favorite games in time like the original on the playstation i spent hours on that and it has one of the best battle mechanics on the face of the earth and we're kind of inspired by that on how we're operating our our battle mechanics but at the same time then like completely inspired by Magic the Gathering and Hearthstone and how you can use cards to to really affect the gameplay. And then you look at Pokemon and you've got like 
okay, you've got individual creatures attacking individual creatures, and there's an elemental force, which is pretty much predominant throughout all of these games. Um, there's always kind of like this fire, water, air, earth, and alternative um, uh, elements and stuff like that. So we've taken all of this inspiration and kind of create something that we could only have dreamed of. <laughs> and we're actually like, you can hear that I'm smiling as I'm talking, <laughs> because this really does excite me from, from a game perspective. It, it, it's just something that's so, so traditional yet so new at the same time. It's just, ah, it's all the good things in one little bucket. Hmm. Well, Alex, do you want to follow that? <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I just can't agree. It's like I'm super excited to to um, be building a game, yet using, um, yeah, like, like I mean, we, we have all this this topic, like this this folklore, mythical stuff that is like hundreds of years old, and we have like this uh, this games yeah maybe a thousand <laughs> a few thousand possibly yeah i mean it's it's like this, this really very past and then we have like this this inspiration and these feelings that we all grew up with playing these games in in our uh, childhood um and yet there comes some some next level um technology and protocols that that come up and and we can just merge all this into an amazing game um this yeah. is just like yeah i i mean it, it's hard to be not enthusiastic and, and excited about that and i i just want to just want to stress this point thomas sorry you asked a question about should people invest or is there a possibility to invest mm. and we just ended up talking about the game again <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i'm sorry it <laughs> just tells you everything like we're all about the game in this um yes there will be opportunities to invest um folks token public sale and and stuff like that but mm. like seriously don't don't worry about that shit. like focus on the game it's gonna be an awesome freaking game yeah i'm really looking forward to test this out Oh, you'll you'll be on the beta list. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so, of course, I have to ask. Uh, this is such an ambitious project. Um, can't be set any dates on it, of course. Um, but roughly, when, when, when? Um, do, like, what do you need from the IF to be able to release this? Okay, so <clears throat> answer your first question soon, TM. Like. Mm. You you know we can't give you an ETA. Yeah. Um, there's there's no hope of us um, having a, a definitive um, launch date until we've got certain things like finalized. Um, in regards to technology from the tech, um, we will be launching after assembly. Like we we need assembly mm. um, basically. Um, so this this isn't something. <clears throat> excuse me this isn't something that we're going to release in a couple of weeks obviously mm. it's there's there's a lot of preparation there's a lot of testing and like in all honesty the the nft um integrations the iota integrations that side of thing it's probably the smaller part of the job in all honesty <laughs> it, it's it's probably the game development and testing the battle mechanics like i said earlier like we've said all through this chat i think it, it's all about the game we're, yeah. we're not going to release until we're happy that the game is right like we can we can integrate the nfts that's not a problem we can integrate the token that's not a problem like it's all about the game and that's that's basically the only thing holding us back um from the iota perspective as soon as assembly is live then great um we will attempt um to get some closed testing done with some of the community um if if we're ready uh when shimmer is live 
we will have to do some closed testing on Shimmer before we launch on assembly anyway. Um, but I think, yeah, we, we're just ready when we're ready. Yeah. Alex? It's, it's the fairest answer we can give. Yeah. <laughs> we're ready when we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my answer for everything. <laughs> mm. I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a major success this as well like just as everything else that you're building um so is there any any topics we have forgotten to talk about when it comes to volks no i i think i think it's just if you want more information head to the website um we've got a little white paper up but um by the end of january we'll be having a lot more information out in the public so people can can look forward to a bit more information about the gameplay about the game mechanics and things like that um and we're going to basically put all of that onto the website so we're a one pager at the moment because there's not really much public knowledge um but yeah we're going to expand it into a number of pages and you can have a look about read more information about the game mechanics like features the cards the nfts how they separate like the free to play aspects and things um so yeah i just head over to that uh, i think it's it's volksmythica.com why do, why 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 do i say i think i know it's volksmythica.com <laughs> yeah but it's, Alex, it's super cool yeah i mean that, that's it um, i'm so much uh looking forward to to share more uh, with the community and i can totally understand that people are um as excited um as we are and that's a good sign um so we are, yeah, pretty much looking forward to to share more. And uh, I think as time progresses, um, there will be more infos uh, getting out um, to the public. And uh, this should also be be ramping up. So be be excited to to the more to come. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for you guys listening, uh, if you want to know more about this, uh, go to camilabs.io. Uh, there you will find everything uh, that's beneath, uh, like inspired. You will find folks, etc. You're able to see different things, read up any information. Also, you find Alex and Adam in the community to talk to them and ask questions. Make sure to follow them on Twitter. Other than that, I'm super thankful that Alex and Adam came to the podcast and uh, informed about this. It's been such an inspiring and uh, educational episode. Inspired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More than welcome. Thomas, yeah. an absolute pleasure as always, dude. Like, I love chatting to you. It won't be the last time. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Get behind, get left behind, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.